British Manufacturing Podcast, brought to you by MTD, MFG and Jefferson. Hello and welcome to the Great British Manufacturing Podcast. On this week's podcast, we will discuss the positive manufacturing news from the last seven days and introduce this week's guest, who is a Chief Commercial Officer of SDU Technology and a UK Ambassador for Manufacturing, Christopher Greeno. But before we talk about the news, I'd like to mention Factory Now. The Factory Now initiative has been launched to help the British manufacturing sector boost sales, collaborate and reshore. Members are uploading new articles and news all the time. And this week, we'd like to talk about CNC Robotics, who have extended their platinum partnership with KUKA and Venari, who have delivered their first military grade ambulances to medics working on the front line in Ukraine. For more information, go to Factory Now site, which is mtdmfg.com forward slash Factory Now. Stuart, welcome. How are we doing? Yeah, very good. Thanks, Joe. We've got great stories this week and a fantastic guest. Really looking forward to it. Yeah, let's get on with this. Um, Lotus have opened a new factory in North Norfolk. This one's gone particularly well on social media. The, the, the images are, are stunning, aren't they? Which always helps. Oh, yeah, absolutely. The historic British market has officially opened its new sports car manufacturing facility at Hethel, naming it in honour of the company's founder and inspiration. The Chapman Production Centre is a world-class centre of excellence that is already building the Amira, the last petrol-powered car from Lotus. Together with a new sub-assembly facility in, in Norwich, the Chapman Production Centre is part of a £100 million investment by Lotus in the UK. They've been recruiting staff right across the board for um, the last 12 months. As it stands at the moment, you know, well in excess of 300 new jobs have been created and there's going to be plenty more as well to follow. Yeah, no, just a great success story, Lotus, in recent, uh, in recent years. Uh, Surtec, they're investing uh, more money here in the UK, which, is, of course, is, is very welcome. Certainly is. The automotive components manufacturing has invested just under £6 million developing its capabilities to support Jaguar Land Rover's production, the newest Range Rover and Range Rover Sport. The significant investment has enhanced Surtex use of robotic and automated cells, as well as significantly increasing their MIG, TIG and spot automated welding capabilities. At full production, Surtex will manufacture a total of 211 different parts to produce around 3,500 cars sets a week. So great news for, for Surtex. And we uh, we rightly focus on aerospace a lot in this uh, in lot in this show. We, even in the bad times, COVID and all the rest of it, when auto, uh, aerospace was was in trouble, let's face it. But there was always a little bit of good news. But this week, there's even more good news, which is yeah, for Airbus and and Rolls Royce, they've got the, the, the you know they've announced some pretty pretty nice things this week. Absolutely, yeah, really busy in aerospace this week. Rolls Royce has secured an, an order worth hundreds of millions of pounds from Qantas. Derby built Trent's uh, XWB engines will power 12 Airbus A350s ordered by the Australian carrier and this is for the launch of its first non-stop flights from Sydney and Melbourne to London and New York. In total Qantas has ordered 52 new Airbus aircraft which is great news for Airbus's wing assembly plant in Broughton and Airbus in the last 24 hours they've also announced plans to invest 100 million pound expanding capacity at the North Wales site to support ramp up in production of A320 family of planes and this Huge investment is expected to create more than 500 jobs. So fantastic news for the area and fantastic news for the aerospace sector. It is. And that's what I love about the aerospace sector, perhaps more so than any other sector. If somebody orders just one aeroplane, it's got a big implications at Rolls-Royce, uh, like you mentioned, Airbus, if the, if, you know, if, if, if the wings are made in, in Broughton, all their supply chains, that's just one aeroplane, isn't it? It's, it's a much wider impact than, than you would imagine. No, absolutely. Very good point, Joe. 
Um, moving on, American-owned Helmet, they're expanding here in the UK. Yeah, the Telfer-based Helmet Fastening Systems is creating more than 40 new jobs, and this is during a period of substantial growth. The manufacturer of lock bolts and blind fasteners has committed to several large investments, which will enable the company to produce a larger range of products at the Shropshire site. The company is part of Helmet Aerospace, again, keeping the aerospace theme, which is headquartered in Pittsburgh and employs almost 20,000 people across the uh, the world. So a company we've not mentioned before on the podcast, but great to see them expanding. Yeah, absolutely. We've got more good news coming up in, in a short while, but I'd like to take this opportunity to introduce this week's guest, who is a bit of a regular on the show, is the Chief Commercial Officer at SDE Technology, and is also UK Manufacturing Ambassador. So it's Christopher Greeno. Chris, welcome to the podcast. Thank you, Joe. Thank you, Stuart. Great pleasure to be here today. Yeah, thanks for coming on. For, uh, for, for the people out there that don't know you, if there's anyone left that doesn't, can you uh, just give us, you know, tell us about yourself and, you, and, and your roles and responsibilities within the business? Yeah, so I'm Chief Commercial Officer at SDE Technology. We're one of the leading manufacturers of pressings and assemblies in the UK. Uh, I've been here all of 28 years. I can't believe how time has flown. Um, and as I said, current role, Chief Commercial Officer. So anything to do with uh, the finances, customers, suppliers, quality, production, whatever it is, I, I have to get involved. It sounds good. And, and now a little bit more about the company. So, yeah, SD Technology, we rebranded in 2019 from Salop Design and Engineering to SD Technology in a, a real push to the future, a look to lightweighting. So we've got a hot form aluminium process. We're the first licensee in the UK for HFQ, hot form quench, which will really uh, enable us to take the next step back to first tier and also support customers in lightweighting. That's fantastic. Are there any case studies you can use to illustrate that type of thing? Anything, what you know, the things you're involved in? Well, there's, there's currently lots of uh, work being done with our partners in pressing technology in Coventry. So they're working for Lotus and Aston Martin. And it's all about the look to electric vehicles. Anything electric needs to have a longer range, and that means it needs to be a lighter vehicle. So this hot form aluminium process where we can press high strength structural parts uh, gives the ability for longer range in those vehicles. So the push to electric now is going to affect any form of transport, and it's something that SDE need to be working with. Absolutely. Um, morning, Chris. Thanks for joining us. It's Stuart. Morning, Stuart. Um, you, talk, you talk about Lotus and Aston Martin, light weighting and so forth. We all know that there's unprecedented change going on in the wider automotive sector. What yeah. do you see as the challenges and opportunities for industry and specifically SDE technology? Well, there's lots of challenges. Obviously, we are predominantly metal pressings. We work for exhaust system manufacturers. And of course, those exhaust systems won't be needed in the future. Uh, fuel rails won't be needed in the future like they are now. So it's, it's about changing the perception of not just our business, but UK manufacturing. We need to be investing now very heavily in R&D and making sure that we are looking at the right processes and the right products going forward. So we will have to change our business as most businesses in the UK manufacturing sector will need to change. No, absolutely. And... Um... In terms of opportunities, though, Chris, um, you know, as your business evolves and the industry evolves to, to, to meet the, the change you need, one, what, a couple of guests in the previous podcast have mentioned the, the supply chain that, that, that is being disrupted. 
um, and yeah. there are opportunities maybe to supply OEMs that were more problematic to, to, to get a foothold with in, in the past. Is, is, are you seeing that at all? Absolutely. I think there's there's a couple of things. Obviously, we've had the pan Brexit pandemic and now the war in Ukraine, which means everyone is looking for a more localized supply chain. So people who are willing to invest in new process, new product, there are great opportunities in UK manufacturing and SDE wants to be part of that. We see now if we can invest and be bold with investment for the future, there's great rewards to be had. But it's about changing not just the perception of UK manufacturing, but we need to look at all the processes, all the products we currently make. There's never been a faster changing environment with the push to all electric. And that will mean that we all need to think in different ways, produce in different ways, sell in different ways. So it's a really exciting time and a really exciting opportunities ahead. Undoubtedly. And moving on to one of your other great passions, which is STEM engagement. I know over the years, Chris, you, you've done an awful lot to, to entice young people in, in into the industry. Yeah. In your, it, you, you, everyone talks about skill shortages and so forth. How do we encourage more young people to consider careers in manufacturing and engineering? I know we've, we've talked about it for years, but you know, what, what's your advice, Chris, to industry, government and other manufacturers? Well, we, need, we really need to show the, the roles and jobs that are there. Uh, we, we all see that education and business don't go hand in hand. It's, it's quite a hard task to get involved in schools and colleges. And I'm sure schools and colleges find it a hard task to get involved in business. And we need some way of making that conduit, making that change, so we can have kids coming into engineering companies to look at the roles and responsibilities, look at the jobs that are available, but look at the fantastic product that's being made as well. I think the education, um, the way they portray manufacturing, they don't know how, uh, how manufacturing has moved on. They don't know the new processes, the new products, the fantastic innovation that is happening on a daily basis. So we really need to change the perception of manufacturing. And I think with the push to all electric, we've now got a chance to sort of realign how people see manufacturing because it's a really exciting place to be. Absolutely. And it's a great opportunity, as you say. Um, one of the other um, great passions you have at the moment is the, you know, I know you're heavily involved in the campaign for a dedicated minister of manufacturing. For people who don't know, um, you know, can you please give us some background to this? Why is it so important and what activities are being pursued to, to promote the campaign? The campaign? Yeah, so certainly during uh, lockdown, there's been a, a group of very uh, passionate people who are passionate about UK manufacturing, who've been trying to pull together why we haven't got a dedicated minister for manufacturing. Lots of other sectors of the business community have dedicated ministers, and yet manufacturing is a key part of growth for the UK. Without manufacturing, we're not going to have a strong economy. Now, the problem we've got with current uh, governments is they come and go. So the industrial strategy that we thought was going to be a long-term commitment from the government has been scrapped. So we really need somebody who's going to be there in the background shouting out for UK manufacturing and also for the smaller businesses or SMEs. So the campaign was started by Andrea Wilson of Hone All Precision, who is a friend and very passionate about the UK manufacturing sector. She's been working with her company for many years and knows the trials and tribulations that she's faced. And what we're pushing for now with a government petition and a new website, uh, hashtag support UK manufacturing, 
is more support for smaller businesses, whether that be through R&D tax credits or a training and development tax credit where we actually train our own. Whatever we need to do to support our UK manufacturing sector, that's what our campaign is pushing for. No, fantastic. And we've been fortunate enough to have Andrew on a previous podcast and Honor are a member of the Factory Now initiative as well. So great to see you joining forces. Um, final question for me, Chris. Um, it's a very popular show that appears every Saturday morning on MTD MFG, the SME Focus show, which you um, host. Please tell us more about that because it's a it's a must watch every weekend. Well, again, that was that was a great opportunity that yourself and Joe uh, offered me during the, the, the lockdown. I'm passionate about UK manufacturing. I think we've got some fantastic businesses within our country. A lot of those, 99% of those are SMEs. And it's about interviewing business owners, uh, business workers, people who could be in sales, in the marketing, showing all the different roles and all the different businesses that we have in the UK, but also getting to know these businesses. What, what troubles have they got? What opportunities do they see? So it's really exciting. Uh, I love doing it every week. So this is, we're into our 80th something episode. So we've got the 100th episode coming up very shortly. So over two years worth of interviews with great manufacturing companies in the UK. So thank you guys for giving me the opportunity. No, yeah, it's, it, and it is. It's a good point, Stuart. It's a must watch or as a minimum, it's a must, must listen to each and every Saturday morning. And thank you, Chris, for everything you do, both for us and the, the wider community. Um, can you talk to us about the challenges and opportunities for, for manufacturers this year and beyond, you, you know, both your business and, and other businesses as well? Well, as all businesses, we've got the, the continued supply chain disruptions. So materials going up in price, lead times going out and out all the time. And then on top of that, you've got rising interest rates, rising energy costs. So if we hadn't got enough headwinds against us, there's going to be tough times ahead for UK manufacturing. But we all need to get more efficient. We all need to get greener. Uh, as costs go up, everyone looks at what we can do to be more efficient in our businesses. So, yeah, there's challenges ahead, but I think there are great opportunities with reshoring, with electric vehicles, with hydrogen vehicles. There's, there's a real opportunity for UK business to reinvent itself, look to a brighter future and see where we can see opportunities coming down the line. And there are opportunities and SMEs in the UK are very agile they can turn their hands to everything very quickly and i think that's one of the great strengths of uk manufacturing i couldn't have put it better myself and if we you know if we look at sde technologies what, what, what are your aspirations for this year we've got some big investment plans uh we're looking at bigger machines we're looking at investing not just in the machines but in our people we're also looking at investing in our site obviously as energy costs go up We've already got 900 solar panels on the roof. Uh, that was a big investment a few years ago. So we're always looking at what we're going to do to invest, to secure our company, secure our workforce in employment, and also secure our customers and help them secure their customers. Great. Very well put again. Chris, many thanks for joining us on the podcast this week. It's, uh, it's been an education. It's been great fun too. Thank you. Thank you, Joe. Thank you, Stuart. As always, take care and catch up soon. Stuart, great to have Chris back on, isn't it? So, you know, he's, he's a font of knowledge. Oh, absolutely. Every time I speak to Chris, learn something. His passion is, is unrivaled. And uh, 
his enthusiasm and uh, yeah great to have him on the on the podcast yep and if you want to appear on this podcast you're sat here listening and thinking how do i get on there it's quite straightforward either reach out to me stuart or any of our social media channels and just introduce yourself or drop us an email at podcast.mtdmfg.com um, we don't always have time to cover all the news in, in this week's podcast, unfortunately, but it's all available on mtdmfg.com. So please do go and take a look. Um, but moving on, Stuart, uh, we've got positive updates from Babcock this week. Yeah, they've started construction. The first of five Royal Navy Type 31 frigates, HMS Ventura. And this is being built at its new £31.5 million assembly hall in Ross Scythe. The precinct engineering giant recently announced plans to create 500 jobs to support the 1.25 billion Type 31 programme, which at its peak will employ around 1,250 people across the UK and also support a similar number in the extended supply chain. Yeah, it's absolutely fantastic. And something we haven't covered a great deal on the show, uh, a pet food <laughs> manufacturer is expanding their capacity in the North Wales factory. <laughs> Yeah, one for the dog lovers, Joe. Uh, Inspired Pet Food Nutrition, the company behind the Harringtons and Wag Pet Food Brands, is set to invest more than £6 million in, at its plant in Kimmel in, in North Wales. The investment will triple the, the site's wet, wet dog food trade capacity to more than 75 million units a year. And, the new, and, and a new line will also be installed, which will be operational by uh, January next year. And that'll be three times faster than the existing one. So... Yeah, we've covered automotive, aerospace and dog food. So, yeah, we're, we're covering all bases today, Joe. Well, we're eclectic, if nothing else. But uh, 300 <laughs> new jobs are set to be created at a new factory in Somerset as well. Wonderful news. No, absolutely. And this is in rural uh, Somerset. This is um, a company called Poor UK. They've applied to build a new factory on the former Trinidad worksite near the small village of, of Wanstrow. And if approved, the Brownfield site will be used to manufacture concrete products including railway uh, bed slabs, which can be used in the construction of HS2 and railway maintenance across the UK. So, um, yeah, we, we don't often cover Somerset, um, but hopefully that'll, that'll be approved and those jobs will be created. Yeah, no, it's great news. Uh, I think Elon, Elon's going to have to pull his finger out if he wants to build that factory in Somerset, <laughs> isn't he? Because, uh, you know, it's not the biggest, not the biggest country in the world and uh, all these factories going up. He's running out of space. So pull your finger out, Tesla. Um, but just by, <laughs> finally this week, the UK Manufacturing uh, Purchasing Managers Index, PMI, uh, you know, they've announced their latest figures and they've just been published. And yet again, fantastic news. No, absolutely. UK Manufacturing PMI reading for April was 55.8, well above the 50 mark that denotes growth. Manufacturing growth um, picked up despite price inflationary pressures. Um, and I think this is the 23rd consecutive month now of, of growth. That's incredible, isn't um, it? No, it really is. And hopefully, you know, we'll get to the two-year mark um, for, for May next ne um, next month. So the start of the second quarter saw, saw mild growth, really, you know, acceleration in the, in, the, in the sector. Rate of expansion is in output improved from March's five-month low. It did take a dip uh, a few weeks ago, leading to a further solid increase in staffing levels. And interestingly, the outlook also remained positive. The vast majority of companies are expecting output to rise over the coming year. So hopefully that comes to fruition. Yeah, I'm sure it will. Think let's keep everything crossed. But each and every day we're publishing new news on the website. So hopefully that will, uh, that will show up in the PMI figures as well. So yeah, no, great news. Stuart, big thank you for your time as always. Our guest, Christopher Greeno of SDE Technologies. But as always, the biggest thank you goes to you listeners at home. We've taken time out of your day to uh, yeah, listen to us and update yourself on the latest manufacturing news. 
Thank you for listening and we'll see you next week. Thanks for listening to the Great British Manufacturing Podcast. Don't forget to subscribe and leave a rating and a review. You can find us on Twitter using at MTDMFG and at Jefferson underscore MFG.